When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the 615 Sessions podcast on this Friday. Happy week one to you. We're happy to have you in for another episode. We're always happy to have our buddy John Glennon from the Nashville Post join us here on the show. JG, it's good to see you, bud. Thank you, Buck. Appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Well, uh, you know, as as is the custom, week one always, uh, you know, it's it's just kind of like you've had all this time in the world to prepare for a test, and I'm sure football team doesn't feel this way but at least for me johnny i'm running around i'm scattered i'm picking up stuff that i should have got three days ago before we leave for new orleans i'm uh, i'm trying to get together everything that i feel like i need and it'll be routine by the time we get to week two but for week one i always feel like i'm a i feel i feel like i'm all over the place i feel like i'm scattered uh, absolutely and i'm sure these football teams you know feel the same way too uh because there's a newness to, to sort of both teams and in respect to the titans you've got new offensive coordinator there uh you know so the saints are going to be a little bit on their on their heels a little bit wondering what he's going to bring to the table other side of the coin you know you got the uh the titans are facing Derek carr a new saints quarterback so you know there's going to be some new things there no doubt even though the coordinator returns so yeah first one first week is always a little different there's no uh, immediate you know tape to uh, to prepare for so so you usually see a few things out of the ordinary and then there's the customary rust too, since a lot of these starters, you know, didn't uh, didn't play much if at all during the preseason. So, and there's a little bit of that factoring in as well during the openers. Well, and you know, as we uh, as we do this, we now live stream the podcast. So as we do this on a Friday afternoon, there's been a football game played in Week One, and I think you saw some evidence of of a couple of things that you just described, uh, with the Lions coming out 21 to 20 over the Kansas City Chiefs on a road in a big spot and. You know, as we get ready to talk about DeAndre Hopkins and his presence here and how big a difference that makes for the Titans wide receiving core, I'm sure that Pat Mahomes, in the absence of Travis Kelsey, probably wished that his organization uh, had made a little greater effort to acquire some better wide receiver talent. Because right now, it, it looks pretty bleak in KC. It really did. You know, and then Pat Mahomes was kind of doing his usual thing. He was moving around. He was creating time creating opportunities and still, you know, I, you know, obviously he was going to get a certain level of production, but you certainly didn't see the number of wide receivers running amok uh, out there. That That is usually the case with Kansas City. And some of that, uh, as you said, is no doubt attributed to the lack of, of Travis Kelsey, who is not only a premier target himself, and no doubt draws so much attention that frees up a little space for other receivers as well. But uh, that said, uh, Mr. Uh, Kadarius Toney, uh did not uh, did not have a a great performance uh last night either and you know there's been a lot of talk about him you know there's always seems to be that that the thought that there's that untapped potential uh with him and then this was going to be the, the time that it really started to shine he was going to have his opportunities and boy uh it could not have started with a bigger flop uh last night unfortunately for kansas city so uh it will be interesting to see what they've done and, and perhaps uh Perhaps they should have recalled or returned uh, DeAndre Hopkins' calls 
uh, as he said in GQ magazine. I believe that was one of the teams that he uh, gave a ring to and didn't ring him back. So perhaps they're regretting uh, going ringless with DeAndre. Well, that was one that actually he did speak to. The four that okay. did not call him back, the Cowboys, Giants, uh, Niners, and Cowboys, Giants, Niners, and Detroit. Detroit, as a matter of fact, okay. did not return his calls according to the uh, GQ sports piece. Always love it, Johnny, when uh, we learn more about DeAndre Hopkins from a GQ piece than we have in several instances spending time with DeAndre Hopkins. Now, you know, the media situation with DeAndre Hopkins, it appears, is going to be a bit uh, protected, shall we say? Um, but I, that was my first reaction. I was like, oh, this is a very interesting and thoughtful guy, and I would have no idea after spending two months with him. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, you're absolutely right, and, and it's a little uh, uh, frustrating, too. Not not only that, when, you know, players, it's you know, it's their choice if they want to do an outside interview. Hey, you know, that's that's what they want to do. But at least, you know, if, if after that article comes out and, and we as Nashville media are maybe asking sort of the exact same questions that were asked and that he responded to for an outside article and that, that you know, kind of we're getting less in response, it seems a little uh, strange too. You know, John Burton, I think, for instance, today asked him, or else DeAndre Hopkins said, you know, do you feel like you're, you know, ultimately in the best place? Uh, you know, for you, which which was a question that he was asked in the GQ, and then he kind of went on about uh, on length about that about this is the this is the place to be, and and initially he gave a one word response to John. He said absolutely, and and to John's credit, he said you know, okay, why, uh, you know, and and then DeAndre Hopkins opened up a little bit, said this is a team that that's won in the past, you know, that that regularly wins, and and that's the deal now. But yeah, it, it is always a little bit of a uh, uh, I don't know how you describe it—a gut punch when when somebody who's uh, not spent any time with DeAndre Hopkins uh, that that we know of, you know, has a as a as a lengthy piece or, or or any you know Titans player for that matter. Indeed. Well, words are one thing, actions are another, and we'll find out soon how uh, much DeAndre Hopkins can really contribute to this football team. You know, Johnny. I mean, it's he's been as advertised in practice, um, but you know, so is Kyle Phillips for all the good that it does Kyle Phillips when it comes to availability. So the production in the games is what will matter most. You know, I, I'm more optimistic on Hopkins than I was on Julio. Uh, I think kind of going back through that exercise and, and, you know, I've really felt that way the entire time through the process of, Oh, do you really want a 30 year old wide receiver on the Titans? You've been down this road before. Look at him. He's getting up there in age. He's not quite the same player. But And then you look around and say, no, you idiot. He's still the best player in that room right away as soon as he signs here. And look at what the rest of the wide receiver, the state of the wide receivers around the league look like when the best free agent not named DeAndre Hopkins was uh, Jacoby Myers. It's just it, to see to see him and the difference that he's made in at least the what we see from Burks and Phillips prior to the injury and, and the other guys at practice, it does make you optimistic about him and Tim Kelly and them being able to find some measure of success in an offense that keeps signaling to me, Johnny, that they want to legitimately pass more. I think so. Yeah, it certainly seems to be the case. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with, you know, that the Titans kind of found themselves in a place, uh, you know, pretty much of desperation, you know, at, at the wide receiver spot uh, this offseason. And they basically told us as well, hey, chill out. No big deal. There's going to be people available, you know, we're, we're going to get our guy. That's why, you know, when DeAndre Hopkins became available, they absolutely had to be 
you know, the, the, the team that was going to pay more than anybody to get him uh, because of their desperation uh, and because they had told us all to relax. If somebody comes available, we're going to get him. So that had to be done. And, and to their credit, they, they landed DeAndre Hopkins. I'm, I'm with you. I feel uh, more optimistic about DeAndre Hopkins than I did, uh, say, Julio Jones. And, and really, the primary reason is, is simply availability. You know, that's one of the key reasons anyway. Uh, you know, through training camp, remember, certainly with, with Julio Jones, very early in training camp, you know, was the first sign of injury. And that kept him out for, for weeks leading up there. And that's no way to build up any kind of relationship, any kind of chemistry with your quarterback. Whereas DeAndre Hopkins kind of came in, you know, with a potential reputation anyway of is a guy that doesn't, you know, doesn't practice too much. Well, there have been very few days that, that DeAndre Hopkins wasn't out there, uh, you know, and both he and Ryan Tannehill have spoken very well about that, the, the relationship that, that has gone on uh, between the two of them. Uh, so I, I'm, uh, you know, optimistic about what they can bring to the table. And, and uh, yeah, I, I do think they're going to be throwing it around a little bit more. And, and uh, you know, thankfully now they do have some targets out there in, in, uh, in a healthy Hopkins and, and a Traylon Burks who – you know, uh, certainly looked much improved in the in the off season as well, and and uh, you know you look at, at Chigo Conco as well, and and if you can find a place where he was not mentioned as a breakout player for this coming year, I, I would be surprised. You know, certainly the uh, the the ceiling seems very high for Chigo Conco as well. Podcast by Relax the Back Nashville hashtag Relax the Back is where you go hashtag We got your back Nashville RelaxTheBack.com is where you go for the best office supplies to improve your workflow, the best mattresses and pillows to improve your sleep. All critical at this time of year, especially if you are a, a, a tired sports columnist or beat reporter who is schlepping around to practices and to uh, games around the country uh, in this most busy time of year. Football season is back. Your sleep is important. Make sure you're rested. Make sure you relax the back. Uh, but Johnny, I, sorry, you broke up there a little bit for me. I, you know, I'm doing this podcast in a parking lot of a gas station because, again, I put off a bunch of things that I should have done earlier in the week and had to run around and do the podcast from the car today. Um, but well, your I, point I, about my last answer, I, kept, I, I was looking back at you during my last answer, and, and uh, you were you were just continually staring at me. I'm wondering why is he continually just staring at me without even blinking? And then it took me about a minute to realize you had. You had completely frozen over. So anyway, well, go ahead. That, that or it's the Botox. I don't know. I, I hear it's quite effective yeah, at this point. <laughs> it's entirely possible. But yes, uh, you know, the, the Hopkins thing is going to be a curiosity. And, you know, e even more so because Traylon Burks full go uh, on the injury report today as we've received the final injury report. Um, didn't feel like there was much doubt about that, uh, really, as as he returned to practice in the Labor Day gap week between training camp and the regular season. Um, but then there's Harold Landry with the abdomen situation. He is listed as questionable. Um, you know, if it's pain tolerance thing, Johnny, I'd fully expect him to be out there. If it's something that they're worry, worried that he might, you know, agitate or that could cause him continual problems, should they force it, then, you know, I don't necessarily think that it's essential that he be out there week one but i do know that that's going to be one of the biggest questions that we have not named backup quarterback which we will get to uh ahead of kickoff between the titans and the saints yeah uh absolutely and and you know you, you kind of had to feel for for harold landry uh a little bit you know here he has spent so much time and and diligent work you know rehabbing his, his acl 
over the past year. And by all accounts, he, you know, he looked like he was ready to go. And all of a sudden, boom, he shows up on the on the uh, injury report leading up to week one, not with anything regarding the knee, uh, but all of a sudden with the the abdominal injury there. So he was not uh, he was limited Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, he was listed as full go today, which is a little bit of a lighter practice on Friday, but still an encouraging sign. Uh, you know, I, I agree with you. You know, if, if you probably want to play cautious in, in week one. And and one thing that could help in that regard, too, obviously, is the, um, you know, the Titans adding uh, Travis Gibson uh, here as well recently. You know, and, and granted, he's a recent addition, so maybe not a ton of snaps, but still, anytime you can you can grab an edge rusher, you know, a guy with 10 sacks over the last two years, um, you know, a guy who's really flashed at, at times. Uh, you know, certainly I think he can bring something to the rotation and maybe even a little bit more than we would have thought if, if indeed Landry, you know, if they, if they take the cautious route and Landry does not play. Uh, they, it sounds like they're going to have Arden Key out there and available too. We'll see his debut in this Titans defense, and, and that figures to be their strength. They do have more depth there than normal, so if they wanted to slow play Harold, um, uh, the, the presence of Caleb Murphy potentially factoring in, and Rashad Weaver, who we've uh, obviously, you know, I don't know that there's a ton of pressure on Weaver to perform, but certainly if Landry can't go, then it would be a good opportunity to show that he has um, some continued added value and to give them the case to, to try and rotate these guys more. We talked to Crow earlier this week, Johnny. I know you were over there about, you know, kind of monitoring Harold's workload because I think he's averaged over 85% of the snaps a game when he's yeah. out there. Um, and did not miss a game across three seasons prior to the ACL tear. So, you know, how they how they play that this year, just in general, I think is going to be a storyline worth watching, which brings us, of course, to the backup quarterback, which, uh, you know, is if they wanted to, he could go, he, Mike could go a calendar year and not tell us what they want to do at quarterback, even with Ryan Tannehill off the roster. And I'm terrified that he's going to do this to us every week. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting uh, situation uh, to say the least, you know, and it's a bit of a head scratcher to, to me. Like, I I don't know, you know, as we went into the preseason, you know, Malik Willis was the number two. I mean, Mike Brable said it on draft day night. He set a clear pecking order. Malik Willis was was number two. So, aren't you saying, you know, if in fact Malik Willis ends up as number three, which I, I don't think is going to happen, but if it did, aren't you basically saying he played himself out of number two because it wasn't as if Will Levis did a lot in the preseason. He only played a half of, of one game, didn't even play in the second or third games. So I don't think you can say Will Levis is my number two based on what I've seen so far from him. That'd be difficult to do. So what you would be saying, again, if Willis is number three, I don't think that'll be the case. But if that was, you're basically saying you're more concerned about the mistakes that Malik Willis made. And there were certainly plenty of them during the preseason 